0: checking for me checking for me, check it for me. Ain't nobody checking for me podcast. You just tuned in. That's what's happening right now. I'm Rachel Jarofsky.
1: I'm Cody Wilkins, and you are in the warm, warm world of the virtual studio. Rachel, it's been another week. Tell me, what you been checking for? I
0: Who have I been checking for? I haven't been checking for much. Fucking allergies been checking for me. Allergy mm. season is like dunking on my ass. You know, I just feel like people perpetually think I'm like in my feelings during the (laughs) springtime because I'm just and I am nine times out of ten. But I mean, apart from that, I'm also just like making it rain out of every orifice on my face. You know, it's so rough. People are like, who hurt you? I'm like pollen. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of consuming me. And then like, I feel like the remedies, I just like the remedies to get, you know, I'm out here like antihistamines in the midday. I like accidentally robo-rolled today because I took NyQuil too early in the morning and then woke what? up at 945 like, duh.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 What is robo-rolled?
0: Okay. Well, I, to me, my understanding of, okay, I came into contact with the term robo-rolled at a frat party at an MIT frat party when I was 19. That, uh,
1: wait, hold the phone. That sounds like some shit that you only hear at an MIT, like, Robo Roll does sound like something frat boys use. But then when you said MIT frat party, it was like, oh, yes, 100%, ding, 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 uh, answer, double jeopardy. My goodness.
0: Yes, okay. yes. It was, I was visiting a friend at school, one of our high school friends, and we went to this MIT frat party. And one of the guys in the frat was like sipping Robitussin and like offered me the bottle like you ever Robo Rolled before. And I've truly never forgotten Robo Rolled. To me, my understanding is it's just like kind of like lean minus the Sprite. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of sipping cough syrup when you don't need to be.
1: Okay. So it is just consuming Robotussin off hours.
0: Right. Except because... <laughs> for this was NyQuil, but I mean, it's pretty much a robo roll in my book.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, so that's really, that's really my journey. Robo rolled for half the day, made, cleared my, cleared my head enough to, to get here at mm-hmm. 8.30 PM, not to date us. Uh, but how about you? Who, you? who are you checking for? Who's checking for you? What is life?
1: Yeah, I, Talked a couple weeks ago about looking for a hobby. Quick update. I have not found one. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm now actually looking for a foam roller not a robo roll, but a foam roller for, for Like now that I'm anchored to a chair, right? I'm learning how much of a sloucher I am and My lower back just looks like a clenched back, a black power fist at this point. Mm -hmm, Like, it's mm -hmm. just all sorts of tense. And I'm concerned that between the news, (laughs) frankly, and uh, my posture, I'm aging myself.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, About 12 years a day. Mm -hmm. So um, I did, uh, I think it's called... Happy baby. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, yeah. It's oh a, yeah. It's a yoga pose, right? I was mm-hmm. laying on my back with my feet up. My hands on my feet was rolling back and forth. And it sounded like someone drove a steamroller over bubble wrap mm-hmm. in the middle of like an empty echoing train station. Just like... It was...
0: Like hell of yeah. Brah, yeah. Brah, brah, brah. It's <laughs> the
1: way... <laughs> the way that it... The way that that shit crunched my whole spine when I stood up, I could like see in color again. It was outstanding. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for like a real foam roller. Uh, shout out to anybody who is listening and just so happens to work at a foam roller distributor. Send me one for free, we'll do an ad. You know what I mean? What do you think?
0: I Yeah, I mean, my mom's got like three. Pamela, if we got, the Draftkys are very <laughs> into PT. You know what I mean? We are symptomatic folk. We are trying to work out our knots mm. mentally and physically. <laughs> So, you know, just drop by the Jorofsky residence. Uh, I am actually, now I'm thinking about something I am checking for, um, for? which is a new Bluetooth speaker. We had like a really crazy thing happen this morning at like 6.15 in the morning where like our neighbor somehow threw the walls connected to our speaker which we didn't realize was on and like afro started blaring like phantom afro beat music started blaring in our living room
2: <laughs> it was
0: pretty terrifying actually i didn't really care because i was like you know 20 minutes into my robo roll at that point but like my right. roommate really freaked out
1: that's so. uh that's that's terrifying. At least it was Afrobeats and not, you know, pornography, right? That would have been <laughs> <Right>. tough. <laughs> if all of a sudden you hear the speaker go do connected.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have
1: been bad.
0: <laughs> Just so alarming. Just so, so alarming. So, you know, that that's where we stand with the checkery.
1: Yeah. I feel that. I'm, I am also got to say, checking for the, the second dose of my vaccine, is coming up in a couple oh, yeah. weeks.
0: Um,
1: and while I am excited ab- about getting it, I'm a little bummed that my tail hasn't started growing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited to just like have that grow and walk down the street and kind of saunter left or right, smacking mm-hmm. people in the face who had their masks below their nose. But. I guess I'll just have to stick to using my long stick Um <laughs> go oh, yeah. on about your, life.
0: <laughs> your good old long stick that you take with you everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's my social distance stick. Make sure to keep your distance lest you get hit. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is.
0: Back it up, back it up. Uh, speaking of telling people to back it up, uh, we need to do a version of that. We need to do a version of telling people to back it up. Mm. look inside take stock of who you are and what you're doing yeah. and maybe just i don't know get your big because it hasn't been gotten and it needs mm. to be so yeah. that's something that i don't know Cody. what do you think that's something that kind of needs to happen
1: yeah i think it's time we move on and rein in some bigs let's go to gibbs of the week get get get
0: get get Get. Yo. big Get, get, Joe Big. Oh, I love that song. I'm going to uh, play it at my wedding at the first dance. Uh, you guys, the truth of the matter is, there is a population of people that need to get their big hard right now. And you know what? These individuals have actually had to uh, get their big for years. And so I'm just glad that we calling them out. We got their phone numbers. We're calling yeah. them out right now, o'clock. And I'm talking about people with AirPods. Okay, you know. people with AirPods, get your real hands free, cordless. I got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm entitled to talk on the phone everywhere and anywhere. Look at us. Okay, AirPod people really be on they. Greg, hi. Yeah, no, now's a great time to talk. I'm actually at the grocery store not making eye contact or acknowledging the humanity of the worker who's ringing me up. But I got my AirPods in, right? And I know listeners are like, not all people who wear AirPods are rich and entitled, to which I say, show me the proof, right? AirPods are earbuds for the 1%. Occupy Apple, okay? Occupy Apple, in short, AirPods need to get they real. Earwax accumulating, walking it while they talking it, advanced tech to technology, face asses back to the future. And while yes, okay, I will admit that if someone bought me AirPods, I would likely keep them. I'll also readily admit that I'd likely lose one or both of them bitches within the first 24 hours of ownership because they're not attached to a wire. That is playing with fire bars, all right? Keep your listening devices corded, people. Cody, tell them. Tell them everything and all.
1: Yo, honestly, I feel like I should spare y'all because Rachel just raked you through the coals, loud and clear. If you're listening in on AirPods right now, go ahead, wipe your brow and sit down. People with AirPods, get your big noise canceling. Oh, I didn't hear the robbery coming. Uh, (laughs) Danger living ass out of here. Okay. You may as well walk down the street with a sign on your back that says, rob me, rob me. I'm feeling sloppy. Okay. Which your real, reckless, ruthless, cordless, fly by the seat of your pants. Oops, I dropped one. a have an ass. This is crazy. Teardrops. If I lose my eardrops, neck gas. You guys, really. <laughs> really. Get your real, got these for Christmas and lost one by New Year's. Face ass. You know, you shouldn't be wearing those things in public. Like, because you're going to feel mad salty when the little ear wax grabbing on, shaping, supposed to fit in your shit, and you sneeze and it fall in somebody's lap. Excuse me, Kenan, you just pass (laughs) in that cast, okay? Now, look, I'm going to be real with you. The worst thing about AirPods is that I do own them. I did get them for Christmas, and I am embarrassed to wear them outside of the house because I could not possibly afford them on my own before I got them. I was like, oh, my goodness. These are capitalist earplugs. And let me tell you, uh, there is nothing worse than being on a phone call, on AirPods, and someone going, hey, is there someone three blocks away from you eating ramen right now? Because they can hear <laughs> fucking everything, okay? Get your real... Oh, hey, yeah. one. Hey, hey, one second. Give me one second. I just put my headphones in. <laughs> Sound ass, okay?
0: Oh, it's true. All
1: right, all right look, if it... people with AirPods... I love you, but dip them shits in paint just so you look a little less out there. You know what I'm saying? Get your big uh, tireless, wireless ass on.
0: Tireless, wireless. Tireless, wireless. Man, we just put you to sleep. You got so sad. You got so sad. You had to go to sleep. You know when you're so sad, all that's left to do is sleep? Well, that's not how anyone in the virtual studio is feeling because we got a guest. And, you know, our guests keep us rested and blessed. And you're going to hear about our guest in just a minute after the beat takes your life away. Let's do it.
1: welcome 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 one and all to the virtual studio we have a most fantastic guest in the virtual studio today listeners we have malik coburn malik soul coburn malik is a chicago-born portland-based environmental consultant through sustained individual efforts and in partnership with the black food sovereignty council malik's work focuses on building sustainable food economies for communities of color and aesthetically pleasing environmentally efficient garden spaces he's a builder an educator, and a self-described listener first. Malik, my brother, great to have you, man. Welcome. Thank you. I feel very welcome, very checked for very seen. Thanks.
0: So good to have you, Malik.
1: Amen. Amen. Malik, man, so glad to hear you. So so glad to have you. Um, We know you. So... We know the eclectic and all-encompassing nature of your world-saving endeavors. But for our listeners, we'd like you to start us off by describing what you do in five words. Take it
2: time.
0: Count that shit out.
2: Observing and interacting with intention.
0: Oh, observing
2: Ooh. and
0: interacting with intention. Damn. That's good.
1: That's a high five. Okay. <laughs>
2: you <feel me>?
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Observing and interacting with intention. Uh, can we? All right, that's that's fantastic. Can you expound beyond five virtual? What do you think, or should we?
0: Mm, beyond like so- five. Beyond five. All right. Now, I think let's leave it at that. And I feel like we can get into it in the meat of this thing. Um, what does the day to day look like for you in terms of in terms of your work
2: essentially it's like um wake up hot water uh Mm -hmm. some most movement activity uh right Right. and then make myself available
0: available in whatever way go ahead no Cody you take this right yeah
1: that's the part that I would love to focus on when you make yourself available yeah once we're through uh preparing yourself physically mentally, spiritually, energetically for the day from a work standpoint from a uh impacting the communities and the environment, the gardening, the creation uh it sounds like there's not a hard and fast routine
0: no uh, which I can relate to which, I mean, I yeah. am relating to everything Leek said thus far.
1: Yeah, But why don't we then, why don't we shift gears here? Because I feel like before we get into the present, we should expound upon the past just That's a tad. True.
2: That's true. Right?
1: And so, Malik, came out of Chicago, headed west uh, to Redlands. Now you're up in Portland. What was the first seed planted that got you working towards this kind of career and lifestyle?
2: I mean, yeah, being on the West Coast, you know, looking... At mountains and smoking weed, and the people I just happened to befriend were like outdoor programs, hiking motherfuckers. And that led to applying for a marketing boot camp, like some summer boot camp. So it was like, yeah, some ad agency boot camp shit, which was cool. But the whole time, I like created this narrative around how a uh, business process or a marketing process could be compared to that of a tree. Because I'm looking at palm trees and mountains and shit all day. And from there, I was pretty dedicated because um, processes in nature really just started to make sense for me as something that could uh, bring people together. Um, and I felt pretty good at bringing people together. And um, having grown up, Going to Catholic school through sixth grade, while going to Baptist Church on Sundays while Jewish day camp in the summer, all within the same 12 months for many years, oh, I'm cool. just like, "What the fuck? Like why are we all joining these different clubs and like beefing and shit, mm-hmm. you know as a society when we all like like good food and sunshine and water and shit and um I felt like that was the next play, you know. I like being outside. I like being around people. Got connected with these people, and have since been privileged to uh, become certified in permaculture design and fucking be camping out and getting naked and shit. And like,
0: right.
2: you know, teaching now—it's—it's uh, it's been great, and it just makes sense to me. There isn't much more in this life that makes more sense to me than like nature's processes.
0: Now I have a question: Permaculture. Okay, there's three. We got three, three big ones in my mind. We got the permaculture. We got horticulture, and there's also agriculture, which feels different but's got a culture in it. So bring it down for me, as you would one of your students. Let's for this. If this is a new student. This is a student who needs a little extra time with the teacher. This is a student you gotta take aside. This is a student who comes to you on their lunch period. This is the level that I'm needing, you know. Um so what is kind of the difference between those three entities, ideas, etc.?
2: Um I wanna start with how they're all similar. Okay. They are all um spin-offs slash thefted uh Idea structures from people who were uh, essentially here before us, you know, Um, whether we're here by choice or not. Uh, And by choice, I mean uh, family decided to move here for a better life, or somebody decided that they wanted their life to be better, so they took other people from another place and brought them here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imported labor, imported slavery. Ooh, okay, firing up. I'm firing up. So agriculture is essentially um the li- the quick lick, you know, is is the mm-hmm. quick way to bag. It's like everybody's got to eat, so let's just like make all this shit. I don't care what was not necessarily I don't care what was grown here before, but um essentially um mass production, right, of right, right. uh edible things usually um playing into, you know, capitalism. Uh it makes sense. It works. It's been around forever. The whole like revolution after it or whatever. Um horticulture was something I had to look up uh a little bit later, but it is, you know, more often catering to introducing species to create like a more uh diverse <laughs> ecosystem. Like it's yeah. like okay, so agriculture is like suave soap. Horticulture is like Shea moisture, and Mm -hmm. the fucking permaculture is like Dr. Bronner's or some shit.
1: Okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, agriculture is aggregate aggregate farming as much as possible that we can ship out for some bread. Horticulture is like, let's see how much we can diversify this green space. And permaculture is let's maximize what's right for the soil.
2: That's that's pretty spot on, actually.
0: So let's talk about the consulting work that you do. Um, what would what sort of uh, communities are you consulting in um, out on the West Coast right now? Like, are these? You're based in Portland right now, but you're moving around. So yeah, I mean, speak a little bit to the communities that you're working with.
2: Yeah, the communities that I'm working with are primarily uh, in the northwest part of Portland um, on Savi's Island uh, at a place that is called Howell Territorial Park, but is also um, now been renamed to Red, Black, and Green Freedom Farms. I'm actually learning more about the communities we're serving through Not Garden. I've been... Um, doing mutual aid food deliveries. I've been driving these like 16 foot box trucks, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all through the Pacific Northwest delivering, uh, really no less than five to 10 tons of food, uh, to Mm -hmm. indigenous reservations. Um, and also to churches and, uh, free fridges on the street. Um, where they essentially set up a pantry um usually on a street corner or in the middle of a block um where there's a fridge full of food and uh other culinary items but we're really trying to focus on empowering where you know empowering indigenous communities where they feel like they want help right we're not just in here like hey we could do this for you we're like hey are we allowed to be here? Um, is there something you would like assistance with? How can we um find a way to essentially it comes down to purchasing land to right. essentially just hand back and we work for them
1: no well that I mean that That actually leads really nicely into my next question. I know I remember when you were in Chicago, you were doing a lot of work at the Garfield Conservatory and you just spoke to hoping that everybody knows that they can kind of like do their part and have some impact on the land. And so in doing the deep dive uh, on you and your background, as we do, we saw a quote from the Permaculture Action Network uh, that spoke to your desire to teach processes embodied by nature. By cultivating fun and culturally sensitive curricula, co curation events, and consulting with those who seek to find the parallels to their daily lives in nature. Right. So that sounds like and and feels like there's a degree of mindfulness to the work you do, but you're not necessarily, you know, a yoga teacher, right? So, what what exactly does a Malik-led class look like? What exactly are your, your teachings when you look to try and help find people these parallels to their life, between life and, and nature?
2: It becomes a process of getting to know what people are already doing, no matter how um, smiled upon or frowned upon it is. Uh, because a lot of times in situations where we may be frowned or, frowning upon things, um, those people may just be products of the environment that was uh, craft, crafted for them, um, e- e.g. the hood. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or any right. sort of neighborhood. Um, figuring out what they're already doing and then following whatever standards they have in place. And then I freaked it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I feel like they're based on the world we live in. There's always this need to advertise your services in some way, which in a lot of ways like equates to checkery. So I guess like what does that look like? And as much as we want to push back against that, it's a reality for pretty much everyone. Um, And like there's this idea that life saving sustainability, like that, like what you do, it feels like it should sell itself, but. I can imagine that's probably not always the case. I mean, I feel like my shit should be selling and right. not nobody buying. Um, so I guess my question for you is like, if you had to say what checkery looks like for you in your specific line of work, what what is that? Like, what's your answer to that one?
2: I don't know. You know, people giving me a, a shot, honestly, being given a shot to to kind of just be like, here's the thing, do it. Um, all, while also making themselves available for support um there's that i'm finding a lot more that i like um to be checked in with at, at some sort of regular frequency if i'm working for somebody else you know which is i guess that uh, that person is yeah, madre, mother earth um but it it also be people and shit too <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I, absolutely. I mean, I love the idea of like your checkery being part, a big part of your checkery being fluid communication and reciprocation, right? Because when you talk about connecting with people, connecting people connecting with the people you've connected to, to the earth and to the land and to the space that we all kind of share and want to cultivate and grow, then it does have to be, uh, there has to be a shared understanding of experience and a communication of what the goals are. Right? So like, yeah, that, it totally adds up to me that the checkery involves a back and forth of what's the what and how to make it hit the way that is best for everyone.
0: Connecting people to resources it would into includes a fair bit of checking in checking in check Trump's checking for any day of the week
1: right one of the last things I wanted to ask you was kind of what for you pie in the sky check read uh looks like you know because you've got and you've kind of you've touched on already kind of with this Desire to, and fantastic ability to communicate and, and cultivate. You got this really unique set of skills. Before, in a in a world that probably won't see peace for everyone, right? How what does pie and scotch checkery look like for you and what you want to do on a regular basis?
2: Honestly, I want to start throwing parties again. Um, I want to <laughs> because it's just you know let's see. It's it's just a place for people to gather and, I don't know, just uh, something that brings people some kind of joy that that has music and snacks and shit. Something between a country club and a YMCA.
0: Your community builder, whether it be a community of a people community or like out-the-ground beings that aren't people, community plants or food or, like, there's a community within that. And it's, like, I feel like you have this skill that allows you to grow your communities in sort of both spheres and ways. So, like, bearing in mind, like, that malikness that we know and love and that you bring to, you know... That you bring into the virtual studio and you bring to every table you've ever sat at. I guess my question for you is, what what do you want listeners checking for from you now? And this is your moment to plug, like something that you want folks to know about what you do or what you're going to be doing, etc.
2: I would like people to follow Black Food. Sovereignty Coalition on Instagram at Black Food Northwest. Or, oh, sorry, NW. Black Food NW.
1: Malik Soul Coburn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh,
0: the one, the only.
1: The one, the only. Remember, like the man said, that movement is medicine. Get in front of the mirror, love yourself a little bit. We appreciate you tuning in to yet another wonderful episode of Ain't Nobody Checking For Me. So glad we checked for you today, Malik. My name is Cody Wilkins.
0: And I'm Rachel Jarowski, and we are out. Ain't for you. For you. For Me.